0: Welcome to Code Graves, an episode by episode recap of classic Grey's Anatomy. My name's Teresa Rosado, and I'm joined by Megan Totsky and Patrice Anthony to discuss season three, episode two. I'm a tree, yeah, guys.
1: Great job! You're a tree. We're back. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Easy, willow. <laughs> Oh, oh so duh! There's so not. I quick. mean, <laughs> so <laughs> quick. <laughs> For sure,
2: easy. That's the saddest easy.
0: tree. Yeah, I. It, <laughs> like, it's a whole being is just it literally is just yeah. it's so sad it's drooping to the ground
1: yeah but i feel like a willow limb. is like an outwardly sad tree and so i feel like you need to be some sort of tree that's sad on the inside <laughs> but doesn't show it mm, what so kind of tree exactly is a dying tree that you don't know is dying
2: yet <laughs> it's like a tree um, that has dutch elm disease
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly right Box no over. but i also like willow trees because mm. they envelop and i and i feel like i'm a person who wishes that i could just spread my arms like really wide and be touching all of the people that i love at one time so you a can willow touch me i know <laughs> later i know that is not the proper response when someone says i can touch you i know just for the record <laughs> what a creep megan uh, megan
2: tree Oh, um, probably crab apple. <laughs> <No. laughs> Tell us more about that. All right, all right. Like, not really edible, but if you're really di- in dire straits, you might.
1: <laughs> wow. 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 I'd eat you. Trees
2: you can also climb tree. crab <laughs> apple trees. Wow. Anyway.
0: Wow. 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 I'm just
1: going to keep saying wow. Uh, what kind of tree would I be? I feel like I'd be some sort of fruiting tree, like a regular apple mm-hmm. or like a sour cherry tree or like maybe a pear tree. Mm. I was going <laughs> to guess pear tree for you, Patrice. It's so, so funny that you say I just, that. I just feel like... I would be a tree that is giving to other trees, but not mm-hmm.
0: not the giving tree. Though. No, because
1: fuck that no. book. Yeah, fuck I know. that. And it's book. toxic relationships. I know. We've, it's yeah. all.
0: It's been ruined for all of us. Yes, we know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, a fruiting tree. Yeah, a crab apple, and a willow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fruiting, that but really not right.
2: for everybody. Is kind of how I identify. It. <laughs> <laughs> really not for everybody. <laughs>
0: what kind of tree yeah. would Meredith Gray be? God,
2: like a, like a tree in like a protected forest that's f- failing to thrive. Yeah. <laughs> I feel
1: yeah. like she'd be one of those trees. I I feel like I have a picture like a- in my head, but there are trees that have like literal like thorns on them. Mm. She's like a cactus, maybe. I'm
0: thinking of the, see, I think that is, uh, I think that's Yang. I think that yang Mm. would be like a cactus of some kind. Mm. For Meredith, I'm thinking of those trees that look like they're growing upside down, like their roots. Yes, that are in France. They're so popular in France. I think that would be Meredith. Like her roots are exposed in a way that you look at it and you're like, whoa, Whoa. something's not right here. You know? So
1: deep. Whoa. That is so real. (laughs) Listeners, can you tell that we're just bullshitting?
0: Every once in a while, I have a real idea on this here show. Wow. Yeah.
1: Once a season. Once so a season. So that means season. this is my
0: third time having an idea <laughs> in like sixty episodes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Buckle up, the rest of it is just gonna
0: be straight bullshit from Trisa. Yeah. Just
2: like real steaming horse shit.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna get into all of that. Just the steaming yeah. pile of horse shit. Um cool. But first, uh it's the new year, it's a new decade. Mm, that yeah. feels monumental in, in yeah. some way. I mean, I understand but yeah. like pretty far into the new year at this point but it has felt like like 100 years have passed in two weeks with everything going on in so the world true. in
1: 2019 do we oof. have
0: any uh do we have any new year's resolutions i don't do that
1: okay i don't Trace believe in resolutions
0: okay all right <laughs> I'm, uh, well, I'm i'm Trisa. too lazy to do them so i was really hoping one of you would bail me out um well on that note let's go on
1: <laughs> do we have any <laughs> resolutions keep being ourselves <laughs> Don't care about resolutions.
0: <laughs> I looked at my first journal entry of the new decade. And uh mind you, this journal entry was like from two weeks ago, and I just was like, Wow, that's how I decided to start the new decade? That's what I wrote. I was like, That is bad juju. This is bad luck. Uh-oh. What did you juju. write? I just, I don't, you know, I just was really fed up with the United States and we were about to go, we were about to start our war with Iran and I just was like, be a real different story if bombs ever fucking dropped here so was so the
1: line. That's what you wrote. <laughs> yeah, okay just,
0: uh, wow. Welcome to 2020. Just a real conversation about the privilege of having never experienced in the immediacy of modern
1: warfare wow. in the way no, that
0: every other country has.
1: I also journaled in the new year because I signed up for a journaling course. Oh my! The first Ooh. week was about self-doubt and fear, so it wasn't really Whoa. a happy oh journal. God. Wow. Jesus Christ, you guys. 2020. <laughs> what did? What were? What was your first? writing of
0: 2020 about Megan like a shitty email to a colleague Probably, <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: come on it's like a cat meme <laughs> we're just yeah. having existential crises over here yeah it's,
2: it's, it honestly
1: might have been
2: Addison's bucket <laughs> hat <laughs> And I
0: don't know about you guys But I actually feel really good About the juju from that <laughs> Yeah, I think that's good I feel like I really set up everyone For a bad decade <laughs> Just America yeah. in general For a bad decade This episode though I am a tree A guided by voices song Never a fan um, Not my jam. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But let's go ahead and do the episode summary. I feel like I can power us through the episode summary.
1: Okay, that'd great, be great. I, I think that not. I can do it. I think that I can do it. Megan and I were ready to bow out. Yeah.
0: We, oh, yeah. 100%. This, this episode recap has had some false starts. <laughs> so it's entirely possible that we all watched this episode in 2019, <laughs> definitely, oh, yes. and are now talking about it a couple of weeks into 2020. But didn't really feel like going back or rewatching it, you know? Like,
1: not, yeah. not a lot happening. We're just flying by the top of our bucket hats. I here. was just We are verbatim going to say that. I mean
2: truth. really by the brims, I think. <laughs>
0: Sometimes I feel like we don't need both me and Patrice on this podcast. (laughs) We have two very different views.
1: (laughs) Yes, you are a fruiting tree. Or are you trying to say that there can only be one
0: funny person of color on this podcast? (laughs) That is what I'm saying. That's what I've learned. That's that's what the podcast industry has taught me is that there can be an infinite number of white men. But... (laughs) only one
2: only <laughs> one survive. funny lady of color yeah
0: yeah yeah okay um who's timing me megan you got, I got it you. yep you ready <laughs> ready as ever yes Time for three the two one go Okay, so Burke is still dealing with the shoulder aneurysm from his gunshot wound and his mom comes into town, and that's a lot of pressure for everybody. There's someone named Mrs. Seabury who has lung cancer, but she's decided to just live her best life anyway. There's Benjamin, who's an asshole but continues to blame that on a tumor or something. And then there's Hernandez Jr. I don't know. His first name it's probably not Hernandez, but he was (coughs) impaled by a tree. (laughs) And his father is punched in the face by Karev. Izzy's sad. (laughs) Great use of that last second. (laughs) Izzy's
2: sad. sad. You were like, I've got one more second. I can get it.
1: (laughs) Because somehow this whole episode is about Izzy's sadness. Yes, it is. But also, I just remembered that that was like the framing device for this episode. I I literally wrote nothing about her in Yeah, I don't have her in here. Me neither.
0: Oh, I do. Baking. Sure, Jan. Okay. Um,. So this episode not great. Megan's watched episode 3 and says that's a lot better. Uh, I mean sort the of bar wish is we could just skip low. ahead. <laughs> There's just the a lot b- of boring episode 3 is stuff very good. going on. Yeah. It's the girl who can't feel pain. Oh, I, ooh, I, do oh like yeah, Abigail, I do like that Presley. one. like Abigail Breslin. Yeah, mm. hell yeah. That's a good one. Ooh, so Abigail Breslin. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I wonder what she's doing now. I don't want to know. It'll probably make me sad. Okay, well, we're looking she's forward well. to that, but we're focused <laughs> on this episode. Are we? Are we focused? <laughs> which I think The more opens... I get into my scotch, I'm not sure.
1: Okay. Um, uh, September 26th,
0: 2006, written by Krista Vernoff, directed by Jeff Melman, again. Um, go on,
1: Patrice. Nope, nothing, so- nothing to say. Oh, nope. Then, so this episode starts <laughs> <laughs>
2: with Christina walking into. Well, I don't actually know if this is the opening bit, but Christina, Christina is this is this the opening scene? I can't remember. I don't I think recall. it is. Yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It is.
2: And Christina walks into Burke's hospital room where he is, you know, still
0: convalescing,
2: recovering. Right. And she immediately takes off her scrubs, closes the blinds, and crawls on his lap and says, because you can't touch,
0: doesn't mean you can't enjoy.
2: Or something like kind of cringy and weird. But she's in red lingerie. So no one's really like, I mean, she looks amazing. She does. She's just like, it is not her first time jumping on a man in lingerie. Let's just put it that way. Wow. And then it's this great moment, and even Burke looks a little excited, even though he's like kind of in a sad puppy phase. And then who walks in, my
0: friends? Mama. 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 Mama Burke. Kind of.
2: um, My notes are a little thin for this episode, but I would love for you guys (laughs) to talk through a little bit of some of your thoughts. Because I
0: I literally just did a spit take. (laughs) She just spit vodka. And tonic all over. It's and gin. why, Why, Patrice, when Megan says that her notes are thin, Megan, how thin would you say? Could you maybe quote from your notes? I guess I just
2: want our listeners to know that our practice is we individually watch the episode, as you know, and then take some expensive notes. And I watched this episode two full times through. And then when I went to go check on our notes last night in preparation for this, <laughs> I opened up my document to find just a few words, which said Addison's bucket hat.
1: <laughs> no other words or notes that's about no, that literally was the, anything that That's else it. That whole, that's I was the, the whole
2: notes. <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly stand by it because this is a, garbage episode (laughs) of Grey's Anatomy (laughs) and that's truly the only notable thing that's happening (laughs) and it's really the only thing that I can meaningfully contribute to in this conversation yet here I am
1: (laughs) (laughs) talking about
2: other shit (laughs) so I now launch this conversation back in y'all's direction to talk about the doing the job of white
1: people. Uh, I know. (laughs) Seriously.
2: Do you have any idea how great the burden is? To just be here talking about shit that I don't know about? (laughs) Uh,
1: Really bringing that white male confidence into it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the confidence of a mediocre white man is really what I aspire to (laughs) This just turned into Pod Save America. What about Grey's Anatomy? (laughs) So I, anyway mama comes in Mm -hmm. christina is of course embarrassed mama got the magic okay (laughs) can we even record this episode i don't know if we can uh what happens Mama mama comes in christina scrambles out of the room i think she says like miss Burke or something like that yeah and uh, the look of distaste that
0: mom gives her. No. Mm. Jesus Christ. My question to you was um, so I imagine that we've all been caught by a parent at some point. Mm. I have not. From- <gasps> ever?
1: Really? Okay. Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Not even
2: like, not even, I mean, like, not even someone else's parent. No. Huh. Oh, you've never been walked in on? No. Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> I don't know why lucky. you guys are in disbelief. It's, it's, well, it's just, it's so rough. <laughs> it's it's so bad. <laughs> it's a really it's a tough moment. Uh. So my question for the room here is, do you, like, do you ever come back from that with Mama Burke or with a parent? Like, is there a way back? <laughs> oh, from, God, no. From a parent? I mean, Seeing that, I, I think don't know. as Ooh. an adult, yes,
2: I think, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if it's a serious relationship, yeah, I think that what makes it difficult for their them to come back is not the fact that she got walked in on. It's the fact that like they're both stubborn and impossible. <laughs> you know, like I actually <laughs> also, don't that, think it's like I don't, I don't really think that rim. the issue is that she nope. saw her in her no. underwear.
1: Yeah, the issue is that she thinks that Christina is not right for for Burke. Sure.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Which she's not. So. Mama right. Birk, she's right. got a correct. Right. But I guess we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. This was so cringeworthy. I, I just. My entire body was a cringe. It was really hard to watch because it just comes, you know, it just comes rushing back.
1: Like, yeah. Oh, this God, whole yeah. story arc with Burke's mother. I just like, I don't understand why like Burke can't stick up for Christina to his mom. I'm like, you are a fully grown man. Yeah. He's, like, a total mama's boy. Mm. It's, like, very... It's a very weird relationship. I think there's a scene in which she's, like, spoon-feeding him. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, no thank Mm -hmm. you. Red Mm -hmm. flags galore. Yeah.
0: I... It's, uh... I. It's really curious that they went this route with Burke's mom because... Mama Burke seems terrible, but also Burke seems so much worse relative Mm. to his mother now. And it's just, like, Mm. it's not entertaining. And it's also just very strange. So, like, uh, Diane Carroll is, like, playing Mama Burke as this person who's, you know, saying that... Are you you planning on a less ambitious career once you marry my son or whatever, whatever. But she herself doesn't give off like homemaker vibes necessarily. So it just seems totally out of the blue that this lady who seems like a very polished and, you know, like accomplished woman who clearly takes pride in the ambitions of her son. And I think herself, it just seems really, really weird and out of Character. left field and out of character that she would not want Burke to find a woman like herself, right?
1: Right.
0: Is there a story with
1: Burke's mother where she like owns a restaurant or something?
0: Yeah, she
2: owns a restaurant
1: in, yeah. in like New Orleans or something? Yeah, like yeah. in Louisiana,
0: I think. Yeah. Um, so it's so strange. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I feel like she's creating like a really small bullseye which is, like, not an unfamiliar trope for a lot of, like, mother characters, like, overprotective mother characters in, in TV and movies and things like that. But it, it feels like she would have – somebody mentioned this, that, like, it feels like she would have more empathy and support for Christina being ambitious as, like, a clearly ambitious woman herself. Yeah. Um, And that's where I sort of, like, lose the belief in her. A- and for having a really ambitious son, you know, that she can't appreciate ambition – um. In a female, as like clearly a strongly identifying female herself, is I don't know, like I so have a hard weird. time like really drinking that Kool Aid,
0: mm. and I just don't know why we would really like why would you write her that way? I don't right, I don't get it because I think that she has uh she has a a solid central conceit, right? So towards the end of the episode, she says something along the lines of "You're selfish, and my son is giving." She says that to Yang as a reason that Yang and Burke aren't good for each other. And she's half right with her conceit. Like, Yang is selfish, but Burke is equally selfish. And that's why it's a terrible pairing, because neither of them is ever going to be able to give an inch for the other. Right. Right. And so I'm like, I don't really understand why we needed Mama Burke to be this terrible to arrive at that conclusion, which is a totally well-reasoned conclusion. She could have just been. I don't know. I don't know why we had to make her like um, against feminism
1: in order to arrive at the conclusion about selfishness. It just seemed like a weird way to get there. Well, I think it's just sort of like the purpose her character serves is to plant this seed in Christina's head that like she needs to, like, sort of kowtow to Burke, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, I do like, think be, that, like... Be by his side and be a right. like, beautiful girlfriend.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which
2: is just so, obviously, mm. frustrating. Um, yeah. I do love, and I'm looking forward to going forward in in the seasons of this show... Um, meeting more of the, the mothers, right? Like, Ellis Gray is obviously yeah. going to be a, a, a huge part of, like, the mother dynamic, but um, Derek Shepard's mother is one of my favorite, like, mm. random characters in the show. And even, like, mm-hmm. George's mother comes into play, and Izzy's mother eventually, mm-hmm. um, Alex's mother in later seasons. Um, but I think that, like, it's yeah. really interesting how the role of mothers, like, you know, fathers too, Meredith's but, like, step-mother. the role of mothers in these... Yeah, and, like, Meredith is a mother and things like that, um... I feel like and all I moms just like in the
1: shore terrible. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like, but I like and and like Derek's mother is hands down my favorite mother. I think she's like actually like a very respectable woman and I like yeah. love the actress who plays her um, That's true. and things like that. But I think that it's like it's really interesting to sort of get a peek into, into these, you know, current interns' lives of um of their I don't know. Like I think it's it's I think they do a really good job of sort of writing the mothers very intentionally around their characters. Like Burke's mom makes me dislike Burke more you know <laughs> and it's like oh that like i don't know if that's on purpose or not but uh, like i the viewer
0: in me appreciates it but i think that's what i have such a and we can move on to to victim one burke but i think that's what i find so puzzling is like why does the show want us to dislike burke right <laughs> you know and by the end of the I don't season think they do. it's very clear that like Burke is on the outs but I just am like why at this point why do why are we starting off with like Burke but I think that's interesting sucks.
2: I don't think that they really I think that that's where we actually see like mama is obviously a very dated character but I also think Burke is a very dated character right mm-hmm. like yeah. I think that like I don't I remember in 2003 or 4 whenever this came out or 2006 Six, sorry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I really loved Burke, right? Like, I thought he was yeah. like, so good looking and such, so talented and all yeah. these things. And when I look back on him now, I'm like, and I think that, like, we've talked about this before, but my perception of Isaiah Washington, like, really blurs the lines. with, Yeah, Preston it's impossible Burke. to but separate him, yeah. It's very difficult. But I also think that, like, men are not <laughs> in the place that they were 2000 2000- and, you know, 15 years ago, or whatever. And so um, I think that Burke as a character has not aged well, which we've talked yeah. about. But I think that um, they're not, they don't, they didn't write this episode for us to dislike Burke in the way that 2020 us dislikes Burke.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, should we go ahead and talk about Mrs. Seabury? <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> Cancer lady, cake lady. What do, okay. what do you think, oh, Megan? What are your thoughts on
0: this? She's the, one, who the-, on she's the one who's <laughs> just
2: like eating cake the whole episode.
0: Right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, all right. I, my, I, man, I have a couple of notes about this lady, uh, which uh, it's so she has lung cancer. Um, she's never smoked. She's been really healthy her whole life, and she has lung cancer. That objectively sucks. That's terrible. Um. Yeah. I, in they get a psych consult, they call for a psych consult for this lady out of all of the patients we've seen in the last like seven or eight episodes. This bitch warrants a psych consult because she's, she's eating cake pretty understandably over it (laughs) she's like i'm gonna eat as much fucking cake as i want because i have lung cancer for no reason and the chief is like uh call a psych consult you know and gives the side side eye to her attending and i'm like fuck you chief this is a completely
1: Mm -hmm. rational reaction to the situation well i think the thing is like (laughs) she has purposely sabotaged the surgery that they want to do for her because she's eating the cake sure
0: Again, also seems totally reasonable.
1: Uh, Okay, I feel like though that this comes up a a lot in Greys, where people are like, "This surgery could save my life, but there's a small (laughs) chance it might kill me. But staying alive will definitely kill me." But except for Eugene Butt, who was like, "I don't really need the surgery, but I'm going to get it anyway, even though I can die." And so then they're just like, but fuck surgery. I'll just take my chances living and die eating cake. And so it's just like, I don't understand that position. But maybe that's just because I've never had a terminal illness in which I needed surgery. And maybe it would kill me.
0: Yeah. We'll check back in like 40 years. (laughs) Okay. See how you
2: feel. I do think that there's something about her, though, that she's like so clearly so tightly wound but yeah. there's like there's sort of a like unleashing of that like to me it's like kind of about the cancer and kind of about the surgery and kind of about the death but more just like i did literally everything right yeah. and spent my whole life trying to do everything right and it didn't fucking work right. and i still so got now fucking I give no lung shit. cancer it's right like it's yeah. it's like more to me a reaction of like Absolutely. i spent 40 years doing everything by the book and yes. i can see if i was the kind of person who did everything by the book snapping at some point and being like <laughs> oh my god i got fucking lung cancer one of the like more preventable cancers that there
1: is <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i snapped and then i fucked a resident then i then i fucked a resident oh my god right?
0: yeah intern yeah she picked a good one though Karev's great for that
1: yeah I'm just like oh fuck anything
0: I love yeah. their interaction in the bar I I mm. love it I love how open Karev is to the situation like she's like a
1: make a wish kid there
0: well but there's <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs>
1: is that <laughs> allowed. <laughs> I wonder if there have ever any
0: sexual makeup wish. Oh, There have definitely been like teen boys who are like, my wish is that I am not a virgin, you know? Oh, my God. That's definitely happened.
1: Um, that's exactly
0: uh. what's happening in that scene though. <laughs> but I like it because Karev doesn't like he's he's not a pittier, right? Like he doesn't pity patients and it's not a pity mm-hmm. fuck. And I, I think that's in why all. I like the scene so much is it? it seems really genuine like yeah all right <laughs> and I love what she says like I'll you know I'll go into the bathroom and I'll wait for however many minutes she says and if you don't come then I'll come back out and I'll touch up my makeup and I'll come back out and go go about the rest of my night you know I'm just like ah oh, both of you are great actually like you should well, think about yeah. dating a little bit <laughs> I think an older woman would be really
1: good for Greg. probably is what I'm saying
2: <laughs> that's really true
1: That is really true. He has too many mommy issues for that, though. Disagree. I think that's exactly
0: why it's perfect. (laughs) But I was a hardcore Addison Karev shipper. So did you hear that Justin Mm. Chambers has he's left the show?
2: (gasps) I've heard that. Yeah, Yeah, he's
0: gone now. Yeah. His last episode already aired. (gasps) The news broke like last week. (gasps) I know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not caught up.
0: Karev. Damn, I don't know really how I feel sad about that
2: because I really, uh, I really like his relationship with Joe, and I think he's found like a wonderful place on the show. That's like of all the characters who have come and gone. I think that, yeah. like his long withstanding, Anyway, he's had his the, most growth. Growth,
0: oh, yeah. sure. the most Oh yeah, I love him. Meredith, most like and, uh,
2: growth in a lot of ways. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But that man has like five kids. So yes, I mean, he has so real. many children. That's real. Well, that's he also uh, like suffered from really severe insomnia. Mm, oh. And I just was like, imagine having five children and also having insomnia and I mean, also being on set for like 14 I, know. Years I was days. like, I feel
2: like those are related.
1: I know.
0: So anyway, Justin, if you're listening to this, you're definitely not. Number one, come on the show. Number two, enjoy some time away, man. Yeah. 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 From your kids, too, though. Like, <laughs> take a break. Right. Take Go a somewhere. <laughs> Else. He can't. He's anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Should we talk about Benjamin then?
1: Blunt yeah, which one's Benjamin? He? <laughs> the tumor guy who's has like,
0: what, does he also uh, have a bucket hat? Where <laughs> well, okay, I just want to
2: say, you guys are giving a hard time to me about my notes, but I just opened Patrice's notes and under blunt Benjamin, it literally just says, he dead. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> he dead. Not a That's lot of context. Right. I do see that now. <laughs>
1: true. He wow. Is
0: dead. I guess I'm doing all the heavy lifting for this episode. i mean. Uh, huh. Uh Huh. Listen, um, I
1: said other things about <laughs> Benjamin O'Leary, played by Peter Page, in wow, wow, the you go. earlier in my notes. That's true. And his you brain did? tumor that makes him an asshole. There's just that one.
0: Benjamin thing. was a dumb character, and I was annoyed in a lot of ways. One thing that I wanted to know is. He refers to Meredith as a blonde at one point because he oh says God, to Derek, "He's like, um, are you sleeping with this blonde or whatever?" And I was, I paused and scanned the scene, and I was like, "What fucking blonde, Benjamin? Is the brain pressing against your eye socket too? Like, what's what is this tumor affecting? Your sight? <laughs> are you fucking blind? Is Who's she blonde? blonde? Is not in that scene?"
1: She is blonde. No, this is... This Meredith?
0: Is, no, go back to season three, Meredith. She is not blonde in season fucking three.
2: No way. She is not blonde. I would never describe her as
0: blonde. No. And I, I literally was like, who? Who, Benjamin? Who I'm are doing you talking a about? a
1: Google search. Not uh, a blonde. She's
0: pretty brown haired. Yeah. In that... Uh... She's got like mousy brown hair in season three with some blonde highlights. But okay. she's not a blonde woman.
1: It looks... I feel... I don't know about white people hair color. I'm
0: very opposed. But then it's really hard. Yeah, because, you know, I look at my roommates and I'm like, I guess you're both sort of blonde, but you're also not.
1: uh, I
0: think her being mousy
2: brown hair is like a big part of my personal <laughs> idea of meredith gray is that yeah. she's mousy brown
1: i would call that blonde she gets blonder blonde. she
0: gets blonder as the show continues but that's in season true. three she is not a blonde but this I is like season this. three
1: this is blonde to me no this that's blonde to me but i'm sorry I, like no. i just said i don't know about white people hair colors people are very specific about them and i just feel like <laughs> I'm just like I don't know what color that is.
2: She's not. Oh, there's some pictures, but that's later. That's season sixteen. I typed in season three. I did
0: too. Oh my god, we should put up a poll on Twitter. Is Meredith is season three Meredith Gray blonde? You got to post a picture. No. Yeah. Yeah. Is this blonde? Yes or no? It's gonna be like the dress or whatever. What color is this dress? What color is this bitch's hair? Anyway, Mm. okay. Um. Yeah, Ben, just terrible. He's got a tumor. It's affecting his personality. Yeah, he's because being it's really It's like rude. pressing on like the part of his brain that uh, controls, controls impulse. Yeah, he's rude to his sister. Whatever. He's rude to
1: everyone. He calls out Christina. Yeah, he and dies. He just dies. Um, right? Yeah, he did. They're operating, and he dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. his his story didn't serve a purpose like there was no moral yeah. to his condition so i didn't really understand why he was there
0: yeah mm. well someone points to someone in, in the episode and again this is me remembering back a long way but i th- want to say that it's meredith is talking to yang about benjamin and she's like i just need to be like be more like benjamin just say what i mean or Or, like, whatever. And then that's when Yang says, yeah, he died.
2: (laughs) Such a great moment. That's a great moment.
1: (laughs) Choice made. Oh, that's it. You're going to base your choice on flipping a coin.
0: Taking a cue from Benjamin. Impulsive, honest. It's my new motto.
1: Benjamin died. He wasn't impulsive, Meredith. He wasn't honest. He was sick and brain damaged. now he's dead.
0: Anyway, I'm sure that we were supposed to be sad about it, but I wasn't because he was terrible. And his sister is finally free, and I hope she goes on and leads a great life without him bringing her down and calling her fat.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hooray. Yeah. Get out of there. Get out of there, sister. So Hernandez Jr.
1: Harley was his first name. (laughs) Harley Hernandez. Charlie? Harley.
2: Okay. So what happened to Harley Hernandez he a, Jr.
0: He was impaled by a tree.
1: He's a street loser. Wow. Oh, Yep, yes. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Okay. He got a tree straight up in his body. <laughs> Nothing's relatable in this
0: episode. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the problems. I Nothing's did. relatable here. Um, There's a lot of preventable shit. Yeah. Um, you don't want to get mm-hmm. impaled by a tree. Don't street luge,
1: you know? Yeah. <laughs> I did literally mm-hmm. search, possible to get impaled by a tree and live? Yeah. <laughs> 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 what did you learn? What happened when you did that? Uh, I, I found some weird Google images, but like nothing I bet. That really <laughs> told me anything. <laughs> um,
0: I don't
2: remember anything about this person.
0: I don't either. What I do vividly remember is that Alex assaults the guy's dad. Yeah, Like the dad oh, wow. is yelling at the son, like, how could you be so stupid? And Alex takes him. And shoves him up against the exterior of the hospital. And, like, the man oh has God. to get stitches. Yep. Oh There's blood. And I'm like, how the fuck? Like, he just committed assault. And there are, as far as I know in this episode, absolutely no consequences Mm-mm. for his assault of this man. And then later, Bailey is rightfully, you know, like, ripping him a new one over, again, the assault of a patient's parent. And... Sure. Like, what he gets out of that conversation is that Bailey referred to Izzy as Alex's girlfriend, and he just says, she is not my girlfriend, like a nine-year-old.
1: Yeah, this is again where they pan to the comedy, the HR department, and they're just looking at the camera, and they're like, oh, they're at it again.
0: I think Raj, the psych uh, guy, is. I think he's also HR. I think psych and HR are all in one, and it's just one man. It's Raj. That's it. That's why they never call for a psych consult,
1: because he's so busy dealing with all the HR mishaps. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that's exactly right.
1: Does it make a lot of sense, Megan? (laughs) (laughs) At Seattle Grace? Yes. Based on what you
2: guys are saying about this patient, I'm borderline convinced you invented.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we should have made up some medical cases just to fuck, fuck with Megan. Have. That would have been I good. would have definitely believed you. That
1: would have been this really good. so, you remember is the one so patient bad. with the knife in his eye?
2: <laughs> no, I would have remembered something that cool. <laughs> Street Lugine is not cool. You don't remember <laughs> the kid impaled by a tree?
0: Hell. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um. What about moving away from our patients? Let's Do we have anything else to say about our interns and residents? yeah <laughs> what <laughs> this is your big chance megan
1: what just does that say is in this episode <laughs> no i feel like we should save that
0: for last. oh okay
1: okay and we should talk about the panties and kelly and george oh my god and yeah. mare yeah. and Finn yes. dare yes there's so much to talk about there Murderfin. Yeah.
0: Murderfin. murder Murderfin. Murderfin. finn
1: murder finn murder finn murder <laughs> finn murder finn oh god is that's that their how thruple how name that's their thruple name murder on- finn Back back at the beginning of the episode, yeah, there are the panties mm-hmm. that uh Queen Bucket hat put on the bulletin board <laughs> um and so Bailey finds them. She's yelling about why they're panties on her bulletin board, and a good she, question. She wants someone to fess up to the panties, which like I'm not really sure why she needs that. She could just take them out down and move on. yeah, it's weird that she really wants that information, right, exactly. Bailey when, also when- loves meth. She does, but she's constantly saying how she doesn't want to know about anyone's personal lives. But she does. She totally does. Uh. So no one, of course, is answering and Meredith looks embarrassed and Callie steps up to be a decent person. Why? And says that they're her panties. Yeah, why? They're her panties. It's also laughable. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The idea
0: that (laughs) those panties would fit Callie's Latina ass. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> that white woman's panties on that bulletin board and Callie's like, yeah, those are mine. And I'm like. Pfft. Okay. <laughs> They're not.
1: They're not. First. Okay. Sure. Right. Exactly. Callie steps up. She's the decent person. <sighs> George has the weirdest reaction to the panties.
0: Oh my god, I forgot.
1: Yeah, he's like super jealous oh, yeah. and he's like, I've never seen Because he believes those it. Because he
0: has no sense of relative butt
1: size. It's because he's actually never touched her body. That's, he's never seen or her. Or
2: about fancy panties.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. In my notes, I just wrote the fact that George doesn't know <laughs> that women have panties for different occasions tells me everything I yeah. need to know about yep. his sexual prowess. Mm-hmm. And also, that is accurate. That Callie doesn't care enough to wear nice underwear for <laughs> yes. him. Yes
0: that's a yeah re- i love yes. that note that's yes. a really critical
1: point yes Patrice. that <laughs> is she is wearing those black Hanes. oh yeah <laughs> period or just like some this terrible, is not a serious relationship for like three pack at walmart <laughs> oh yeah underpants for george yeah yep yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. yep yep it's bad he's never seen fancy panties no nope and so george is jealous because he's like who's she wearing those fancy panties for it's not me and the way that he deals with his jealousy is that he flirts with other women a nurse but not in front of callie just in general no, just in general
0: and awkwardly by kind of just staring yeah a nurse just like sort of staring at her wow so weird somebody sees it right doesn't somebody
2: witness it
0: yeah someone's someone's like george what are you doing you why are you flirting with that nurse or whatever yeah. It
1: might have been Callie who sees him. No, eventually. no, 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 no. It's not because Callie is in her uh, bedroom at the oh, hospital. Oh, that's right, where the chief finds her because she's blaring music and dancing to it. Yes. Him. So oh, someone God. tells George to stop being a dickhead and go see Callie. Callie's over there dancing in her basement room, which like, this is this not the inside is the hospital. So oh. Oh. This is so embarrassing. It's <laughs> so dumb.
0: It's the so more we talk about it, I feel like maybe Patrice and I made up the entire episode. Maybe yeah. we did.
1: It's, a f- it's not real. But then George sees Callie yeah. with the chief in her basement bedroom. <laughs> he's and like, and of the course, chief? of course jumps to conclusions I can't that believe she's this. wearing sexy underpants for the chief. And I'm just like, oh, why are you such an idiot? Yeah, he's uh, spectacularly
0: idiotic in this episode. That's unfortunate for everyone. Oh, yeah.
1: also the the overarching thing about this George and Callie thing is that Callie wants George to be jealous. And so my question is, like, do people find jealousy yeah. hot? And if they do, oh, this just seems like a weird, yeah. toxic, like manipulative the thing. I'm not into it.
0: Yeah, we kinda yeah. we both mentioned this in our notes. Like, this come this is a pretty uh this is a pretty tried and true storyline for women that like Mm -hmm. women be trying to make men jealous all the time. And it's like, I, Mm -hmm. is that a thing? Where did that come from? Where did that originate? Do we do that? I don't know any woman who does.
2: I think, um, I remember, I remember reading this in both of your notes and was like, Oh, that's really interesting. Um, I remember like as a teenager, like as a young person being like thinking jealousy was attractive Mm. and I think where it comes from is like a lack of um like autonomy and confidence in women right that like people you know you don't you don't innately deserve men or partners in general Mm. and so like jealousy signals that like they that you're valued right Mm. more than you know that 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 you know Men are sort of looking at you like, oh, who else might want her, and that inherently sort of like your stock raises with that person, right? Yeah, and like other women are then sort of like downplayed and you're upplayed, and that that's like that you should sort of see that as like currency in a relationship.
1: And mm-hmm. and I remember
2: as a young person really feeling that way, right? Like having early boyfriends and being like, oh, if they like are worried about me talking to someone else, that that was like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that just comes up, um, like like women being preyed on by, like, a lack of confidence, right? And I think it's, like, really damaging and really horrible. Um, and I think it was a really astute observation that you both made because that's something that, like, I never really critically thought about and as, like, a grown person, I don't worry about. Um, hmm. But I think, but did you it's think- absolutely –
0: Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna ask, but did you think, and this could be for either of you, do you think that jealousy is attractive when worn by other, when worn by someone you're interested in, right? So, because it's like two part here is that like. One, it's like Callie is trying to make George jealous in some way, and then George is trying to make Callie jealous. But then Callie very clearly thinks it's hot that George is jealous. Like the episode ends with her being like, "You're sexy when you're jealous," or whatever. I like. D- do you quality, do you find that I hot? See what you mean. No, it yeah. just
1: signals like a trait in a partner that is like controlling. Yeah, and yeah, I think that, it's like, confidence, abusive. like yeah.
0: Yeah Yeah I just I don't Yeah I don't think That I've ever found That like Hot That that someone's Mm -hmm. jealous To me To me I think I would definitely Read that as like A red flag But that too Comes up so often that women are like oh I like it when you're jealous and yeah it's like do well, because you because I think it means that they're like that they're
2: like yeah that they're like worried about like how yeah. who you're talking to and why you're talking to somebody and that must mean that they value you more and women are taught to like only believe that they're valued you like know relative. like that they're like that they're a stock right and yeah like, it's but, not I inherent
0: it's it's a relative right. term it's at all relative times. Yeah.
2: exactly exactly um and I think that's fucked
1: up. Yeah, super fucked up. Oh god, this couple. All right. So the other part of this panty scenario is uh murder fin or murder fin derfmer, <laughs> <or laughs> fermader, 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 fermader. <laughs> uh. So yeah. There's just. <laughs> Do we have anything
0: of- to say? Or? Well,
1: I, I like. I don't remember much, but I know that. There was a lot of sexual tension. Mm-hmm, Meredith mm-hmm. is just going through the episode discussing why Finn's great, but Derek is this and Finn is that. Um, oh, and Finn comes. Is this when Finn comes with the lunch for Izzy? Oh my God. Yes. I know you remember that. Finn is so thoughtful. Wow. He brings lunch to Izzy. He's just like, Meredith, oh, he rings the doorbell. Meredith opens the door. Or is Meredith there at the time? I don't remember. Yeah, Meredith is
0: there at the time, and he doesn't expect to see her Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. he just came over to
1: To bring bring Izzy lunch. lunch.
0: God damn it. So So hot. So cute. So hot. So So cute. So this this episode kind of uh, ends with the murder Finn triangle with Meredith deciding that she's going to date both men. Yeah, because she flips a coin and she doesn't get <laughs> the answer she wants. She doesn't get the answer she wants. Clearly, she wants the answer to be Derek. She so she's flips gonna, a coin? Yeah, she flips mm-hmm. a coin at one point. Chrissy like tells stares her to flip at the face of the coin, and, and clearly it's not what she wanted. And so wow. she decides to date both of these guys. And uh, we said earlier that this episode is dated because Mama Burke is dated and Burke is dated. You know what else is dated? These two men reacting like they've been shot at the idea that a woman <laughs> would date. More than one person at one time. <laughs> they is, literally look really like real. she's explaining nuclear science They're to like, them. That's some deeply I'm tell us more. Shit. Do you have a pamphlet? Like <laughs> it's, it's yeah. fucking hysterical.
1: Non-monogamy and
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> she just hands them the ethical slut she's like, Read this. right exactly but that's my thing is it's not even it's not even it's like that she's tradition. being like non-monogamous no, She's
1: literally just going dating. on dates yeah. with people but i think it's Plural. different because like both so of those funny. people are like maybe in love with her where it's right. not just like casual dating it's yeah. like you're bo- seriously dating both of them yeah. yeah right right right
0: so then that leaves us with oh i guess we could talk about izzy before we move on to the eh. saddest part of the episode eh. <laughs> we're going down the, the line where she's making muffins
1: she's baking yeah she's constantly. just baking a ton of mus- mu- muffins
0: muffins muffins she's making a shit ton of muffins and she's just like a downer every single scene she's just like really a buzzkill. Yeah, yeah she's just
1: super sad so she's just well, like yeah
0: like the supposed love of her life died and i get it but it's also like Okay.
2: <laughs> I got to say, though, you guys, I really believe that Izzy's muffins are so good. Oh, yeah. They oh,
1: look pretty good. Fuck yeah. They look pretty good. Like, she also manages to deliver them to multiple places. To, to
0: different locations. People mm. just eat them. They don't ask any
1: questions. She doesn't have any information. You
0: could never do that in 2020. You couldn't just be like, here, Joe's bar, put out these muffins. You would need like a detailed ingredients list. Yeah. I made coquito for right. people at my work. And people in my life. And I made an ingredients list. And my mom was like, you can't tell white people how to make coquito. As if, number one, Google doesn't exist. (laughs) And number two, I was like, mom, people have allergies. You can't just like spring shit on people. You have to tell them what's in it. (laughs) So 2006, that heady time when you I can like just the make a tray of I like that the upset telling white people. Oh, yes, but that is verbatim what she said. You can't tell white people how to make coquito. <laughs>
1: it's okay, like, Mom, that's amazing. the okay, internet's good. around. They don't need me. Um, so anyway, that culminates, all the baking culminates in people being like, we're worried about Izzy because she's baking. <laughs> And what they weren't worried about Izzy when she was just laying on a, the floor for days, right?
0: Another poor or use of fucking a fucking cutting consult. LVAD wires. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, I'm sorry. Yes, like, Megan. Yeah, <laughs> she has been in a dark
2: place for some time, and, and the, the muffins baking is the are thing not that the time tipped you off. God, Fuck, and man. we're calling this the fucking psych ward on yeah. a lady who's upset <laughs> that she has lung cancer. Like, come on, this hospital. These doctors
0: are responding to the wrong signs. <laughs> yeah, they are. They it's really, consistently really are. bad medical practice. Really.
1: And so finally Bailey comes. She swoops in like mm-hmm. a mother hen mm-hmm. to tell Izzy that's enough baking. No, uh, and she apologizes to Izzy, which which is mm, fucked up. Yeah. For like not Not supervising her better (laughs) Yeah I'm like what is this apology for I
0: mean she's not wrong in that she was in charge Right and she should have She should have like recognized The signs of Izzy's delusion And stepped in earlier but also as we Mentioned in the rundown To the season 2 finale There were literally so Many many people people Who could have intervened along the way And Bailey's the only one to do Anything close to approximating An intervention And yet, she's the one
1: who apologizes. So essentially, Bailey was like, "I got soft because I had a baby. Oh which God, barf, that's right. Oh, and God. I didn't take care of you." I'll which like, one.
2: <laughs> don't worry, that is fucked up. I do not remember this in interaction. Yeah, yeah.
1: she t- does this whole monologue about how she had a baby and hormones, and she got soft, and so she didn't take care of Izzy. Which like, number one, what? Izzy is a fucking grown yep. woman. Like, these interns are not your fucking children. They're not toddlers. They're
0: medical interns. Yeah, exactly. They're training to be doctors. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so she apologizes to Izzy, which, like, how many times in this show does a woman of color apologize (laughs) to a white woman? Yeah. 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 Or take on on a white woman's
0: responsibility in some way. Woo! 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 Shonda's, like, working through some issues in these early seasons. Damn
1: um so yeah that happens and izzy stops baking and instead bailey like holds her while she cries because that happens or something
2: oh my god white woman tears
1: (laughs) and And then that
0: brings us to the actual saddest person in the entire episode oh my god megan do you want to take the lead on this one
2: (laughs) i want to just take our listeners on a journey (laughs) And the journey is that the chief is in his office being chiefly, which in the early seasons usually means doing jack shit. And in walks Addison Montgomery Shepherd. And she's wearing like I think like a rain slicker. Yeah. Oh, or some yeah. sort of ugly ass coat.
1: She's yeah, wearing she's sweatpants, wearing sweatpants yep. a hoodie with a rain slicker over that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, like some sort of like poncho. It's not a poncho, but it, it's a slicker. A slicker is the best way to say it. You said it right. And the cherry on the top of this Addison Montgomery Shepherd cake is a hunter green bucket hat. And it is so horrible and she is a specimen of a human like she is like <laughs> sculpted from stone and is so beautiful, She's so beautiful. like objectively so yeah, yeah yeah and she dons that bucket hat and it's just it's so horrible and 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 like I will not go so far as to say that there is a time and a place for a bucket hat. Like, I really <laughs> don't believe that in my heart of hearts. Like, if you're a Fisher woman, My partner disagrees maybe. with
0: you, and she's really excited that bucket hats are back. Oh, I I know. would love to talk to you guys we about that Gina. off
2: mic. Um. But even so, like, an ironic bucket hat in 2019, 2020 – Okay, I see it. I went to college with a lot of people who wear bucket hats. I still don't endorse them. (laughs) Shout out Earlham. But the fact that Addison Montgomery Shepard, native New Yorker, current Seattle resident, (laughs) has done so much in her life and is wearing a bucket hat to walk into <laughs> her boss's office to ask for a day off of work to go drinking and then mm. proceeds when she's to wear said bucket hat <laughs> oh yeah she says i need to i need a day off i need to do some crying her tear ducks are what's too the- proud
1: too she proud she says i'm feeling you. the need to do some crying but my tear ducks are too proud yeah
2: and we've all been there yeah. we've all been there so we turn to our friend drinking or at least i do yeah. and then he grants her the day off which i really appreciate Yeah, like he sees you know you know that chief weber is like oh my god she's wearing a bucket hat <laughs> yes. i am certain that she, she needs to do this. some drinking well also like it's not like, really even about this is the sadness, bad it's about the
1: drinking <laughs> <This is bad. laughs> also if he had told her she had to come into work what if she just wore that bucket hat I, oh my god shot? what I if have? that Here's, was her you know how scrub i hat. know she would
2: have that because she wears cap. that bucket hat all the way through this episode, yeah, we see her at ten o'clock at night. Joe says, "Your cab is here," and she says, "My cab is here." And he says, "You told me to call a cab at ten. You're right. Yep. And now your cab is here." And I'm like, "You have been wearing that bucket hat from Sounds like eight, 8 a.m. Yep. until ten p.m., which is fourteen hours too yeah. long." to be wearing a fucking bucket hat. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not done. I have some follow-up questions about how she even acquired the bucket hat. I'm not done, All right. right? She I'm, did not get I that shit. I think it's probably Derek's bucket hat.
0: I was going to say the Is same. it? It's definitely do Derek's. Do you think bucket. she's
2: wearing her soon-to-be ex-husband's yes. bucket hat to cry about the fact that she found her his mistress's panties in his tuxedo and it's yes. like, "Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wear some of his clothes." Starting with his bucket hat. <laughs> also, Derek in that bucket hat, borderline sadder.
0: Okay, <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> his beautiful hair underneath that bucket hat. Oh just my god, like being tragic. Down. Had your light under a bucket oh, of that's doors. so okay, tragic. I want to Photoshop it onto yes. his head now. Yes, um, and it's yeah. So sad. I still think it's Derek's because who the fuck else would have owned it? Maybe she just found because- it in the trailer. Or because she was like, man, you know, like a used, no, but it's like a used trailer, and like she just found that bucket hat like under the sink. Gross. Yeah. That's the least sad version to me. (laughs) That's the least sad version.
2: Like it was the second saddest. But it's like a leak
0: somewhere in the trailer. No. She just took it. The
2: third sad the most sad in my opinion is the fact that she moved to Seattle. Her husband bought a trailer and she was like, I guess I have to buy a bucket hat. And then she bought it and had no occasion to wear it until this day. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's bad too. God, it's not oh. good.
2: It's so sad, and she is so <laughs> sad, and there's like no real place
0: for her sadness. No, in this episode, it's a no. Really it's very out weird of place
1: thing that's happening
0: because so, they're making it very comical. Yeah, they're really leaning into the comedy of her sadness, and I think that's really interesting direction because it is devastating, and I, they could have. Let her be
1: devastated, and they don't mm. go that
0: route with her. And I'm wondering, was it like a dramatic limitation with like? Kate I think Walsh? they don't want like, us happened? to feel
1: too sad for the dissolution of Derek and Addison's marriage because they want for us to root for Meredith and Derek. And if they made it too real, yeah, it would be hard to root for them as a couple. But
0: I mean, are they really running the risk of like losing Meredith ship- shippers? Like I. Pff- I would have been ride or die for Meredith and Derek, and I liked Addison. You know, like, I can't – I don't know. I think that's – I just think it was a weird choice. It's just weird. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think that – Izzy got the non-comical sadness, so – that, that no, I the, think I
2: think that it. it's messed up to make it so comical. But what I'm remembering now is how, like, it's a long time before, sh- before Addison and Derek truly get divorced. They, you That's know, true. like, there yeah. are iterations of this relationship that, like, it's not all said and done once she finds the panties. There, you know, it's a long time before divorce papers are actually presented and and even after that until Derek is willing to sign them um and this is this is a narrative that really gets drawn out for a while throughout the third season um because it's also really setting up
0: her spinoff too so
2: right right a hundred percent a hundred percent so um I think that like it doesn't it doesn't excuse it and I don't think it's appropriate to like make light of her the, the the tragedy that's sort of unfolding around her um I think the like context that we get a little bit from last episode with her her you know cheating on on Derek with Mark is maybe supposed to be slightly helpful in allowing us to like make fun of Addison. Mm. Um, and then of course how this episode ends which we should talk
1: about um, we should talk about too. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we should So mm. the big question <laughs> because of how this episode ends is is Addison drinking because she's sad about Meredith and Derek or is she drinking? Because she knows that she's going to sleep with Mark. Because she would have had to call him.
0: Early. Yes. Early, Early in the day. Notes. You were like, how did he have time to fly from New York, get there, fuck her. <laughs> she had day. to
1: know that she was going to call him. Yeah. And so maybe she was like, I should be drunk because I'm just really doing it out here.
0: I think she. I think she drinks because she's sad. I think... She calls him mid-morning after she knows she's gotten the day off and after she has hammered up the panties. I think she has to get those things out of the way first. Mm. She calls him mid-morning. Mark Sloan is like, oh, fuck yeah.
1: Because <laughs> that's ballsy. That's Cancels one his day of a booty call. Cancels his day, mm.
0: flies out, spends the evening fucking her. Derek shows up. And apologizes, you Listen, know.
1: I have never traveled more than 10 miles for a booty call. So. Yeah. That is. <laughs> but was Kate Walsh Real ever dedication. on the other end of that booty call? She would not need to be because I <sighs> don't want to have sex with her. <laughs> that's but that's I your think weakness, Teresa. That's I, your weakness. I know.
0: I know. Um, No, Kate Walsh is like very, like, she's an idealized beauty, but she's actually not remotely my type um she's it's an important distinction she's not sad enough um (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay but like sloan this gets into spoilery territory but i think i think he goes there because it's not just a booty call right Mm -hmm. like that's the big that's going to be the big reveal
1: oh that's not spoiler at all he's already said previously yeah that he loves her yeah but i think
0: it's gonna get yeah. even more like that gets even more drawn out in this season is that like it it wasn't just a booty call and so um so with hindsight it would then make more sense that he hops a plane out there or yeah. you know he was in seattle for a conference
1: or that <laughs> or he's or like just Portland, a glutton for punishment LA, yeah. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, this woman who decided that she didn't love me actually is calling me to have sex with me, so I better just hop on a fucking plane. Whatever
0: reasoning, boy, he walks out of that bathroom oh, with a God. towel hanging very loosely around his torso. That towel is so I tiny. Felt the same things I felt when I was young. Yes. Which were yes. please drop. Please drop. Please, please drop. drop.
2: Please. If I just <laughs> wish to Show me Mark
0: Sloan's enough, dick. I just. The towel. Maybe this drop. time when I watch, there won't be a towel. <laughs> mm. I,
1: I gotta see it. him the <sighs> same anymore because I've watched Euphoria.
0: Mm, I've not seen Euphoria. Ugh. I've actually not seen him in anything since Grey's.
1: He's, he's, me he neither. Remains,
0: he remains perfect in my mind. I as a, a less either. hot Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Hot take.
0: Mm. I hadn't they seen him in really anything. They look really similar. Do they,
1: they do. Yeah. They totally Back, do. Back, like
0: in that time, he and Leo looked somewhat similar. Eric Dane mm-hmm. and Leonardo DiCaprio looked somewhat similar.
1: They I'll have, have to look
0: have at that. Wildly diverged at this point. But yeah. uh, yeah.
1: yeah. I oh, haven't seen it God, in Eric anything Dane. else either. And then I watched Euphoria and I was like, whew, you have ruined Mark Sloan for me.
0: Really? Wow, I guess I'm never going to watch Euphoria. I no have interest in seeing that show. <laughs> yeah, now. I definitely It's I'm really done with good. Her. It will make you scared for the use. I don't want to be scared for the youths. I'm already terrified for them.
2: Yeah, I work with enough youths. Yeah, and I don't think I need to.
0: (laughs) No, the youth are like my children. I don't need that. No, I'm good. Zendaya. I know Zendaya. She's great. It's so good. Mark Sloan's Mm -hmm. more important to me. Really? Yeah. He's hot, Patrice. It's such a great scene, though. I mean, that
2: that last scene of this episode, for what a garbage episode this is, I think I forget it's such a garbage episode because I think that that scene is easily in my top 10 Grey's Anatomy scenes. Like the because I think that it's like the moment he walks out, the way that he looks, Addison's like coming out of her drunken stupor. She is for the first time in this episode not wearing the bucket hat, and it was returning <laughs> to her glory. And also, did they the wear the bucket. When,
1: did she wear the bucket hat while they fucked? I know.
2: I don't. Did think they do she it? Did. I don't think so. Because I mean, oh, God, I don't think they did. In my heart of hearts, I don't think so. I think she took it off before before he got there
1: you think so mm. she's sexy to herself up should we get into our bits
2: yeah <laughs> let's go A from one M-M-M bit to some here. more bits
0: um yeah you, <laughs> <laughs> girl, <Gross. Ew. laughs>
1: teardrop ranking Am I going first? I, I give it did. four teardrops. What? For Bailey showing up for Izzy. But five mm. thumbs down for them equating <laughs> baby having, Bailey having a baby to being soft. So, so you're
0: mixing teardrop. thumbs and tears. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. confusing yeah. for me. <laughs> it's hard for me. <laughs> Zero teardrops for <from> me. Megan? <laughs> I would give five
2: teardrops for the bucket hat. <laughs> Which, I mean, Fair. all of my MM references, I did not do my m&ms for this week, <laughs> as already demonstrated. So I will contribute my
0: bucket
1: hat MMs. Five yeah. teardrops for the Five teardrops hat. for
0: that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. uh The on call room. Do you want to literally take off your pants? Lots of sexy shit this week. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like Yang in her lingerie. Yeah. That Red lingerie, mm-hmm. Eric mm-hmm. Dane in that towel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a slow, Finn motion. in that lunch bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: there's a slow motion like entrance of it, poor buddy. There's a slow motion entrance of Finn into Joe's bar and then Derek into Joe's bar, and that was pretty hot for me, too.
1: I think there were like uh, it. like fans, yeah, for their hair. Like
0: definitely like blowing their hair back. out. oh, yeah, it was hot. I liked it. Song of the Week, Snow Patrol, next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There was I a Snow also Patrol song. Snow, I yes. retroactively vote for that. Hell yes, there was a snow I Patrol song. I also
1: wrote Snow Patrol. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Death Tally. i talking about
1: the triangle, Jeff. Just the one. Just Benjamin. Benjamin. Um, and maybe a little bit of Addison's Dignity. Yeah, like oh,
0: definitely. Yeah, a moment definitely. of silence
1: for that dignity. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yep. Yep. Um. Yep. um Kind of a moment of silence for Yang's dignity after the Mama Burke situation Mm. as well. Yeah, that's saddest death. Benjamin. Oh, the dignities. Yeah, the dignities made me sadder than Benjamin's literal death. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Karev of the week. Bucket
2: hat. I I said Benjamin.
0: (laughs) Benjamin's easily the biggest asshole of the week. Oh,
1: yeah. He was an asshole. (laughs) yeah
0: but Karev does assault a patient's father
1: it was a three way tie for me Karev George Addison kind of for the bucket hat but mostly for the calling Mark thing (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm okay I'm gonna push back on that a little bit Derek takes like a swig of champagne in that hotel room because he's in the he's saying like to Addison it's over you know it's that's sad it's this is sad right um, and he says, "I'm sorry," and then he sees Mark, and he immediately takes back his his apology. And I'm just like, "Fuck oh, no. that! That's you so should still up. be sorry. What? What? You still cheated, and like you you still broke this confidence after the time and the effort that you've both put in to repairing." the betrayal and the loss of trust etc and so like you you don't just get a pass out of mm-hmm. your end of things because she had a booty call with with mark like i get that that was hurtful and painful but god he just came off like such a dick being like his shit-eating grin while hot was annoying when he was just like yeah what I just said. Forget all that. It takes a swig of champagne and leaves. I'm like, I mean, that's very oh, you're the worst. Derek. Yeah, it is. Like it's Super very in line with his character. Oh, he's terrible, hot and terrible. Chief resident.
1: Hmm. <laughs> 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 I'm making. <naked. laughs> That can't, whole lot of
2: silence. You can't fit bucket hat
0: in here, can
2: you, Megan? <laughs> I mean, you the bucket can't. hat. Maybe Addison is... when
0: she takes off the bucket hat. <laughs> Presumably to have sex with Mark.
1: Maybe yeah. the chief for giving her the day off. Oh. The bucket hat could still that... be chief resident just for, like, covering what I'm sure was a mess of Addison's yeah. hair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm, I don't yeah. know. Couldn't have been that bad. Respect it. Uh
1: it. Line of the week. I got the directions off the internet. I already said mine. It was Addison saying. Actually, I'm feeling the need to do some crying, but
2: my tear ducts seem to be too proud, so I'm going to do some drinking instead. <laughs>
0: That's a good line. Um, there's a moment where Alex and Callie are talking. Alex is like trying to make conversation with Callie, and he says, So,
2: you and O'Malley, huh? How'd that happen? I don't know. You're a surgeon. How'd that happen? <laughs> Which, oh poor
1: Callie. Is wow. she trying to say that Alex is a surgeon accidentally and also she's in a relationship with George accidentally? Because that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, what I'm getting oh, from that. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's not a great response. It's but it's oh god, it's so funny. It's a good burn. It's a good burn. It is a good burn. Medical fact of the week. <laughs>
2: Bucket hats make people less attractive. I was gonna actually I was gonna ask you Social Megan, science.
0: In your professional opinion, how much does a bucket hat percentage wise decrease one's attractiveness, would you say? Like one hundred. <laughs> wow, I think
2: wow. a one hundred. Like think of a person, cut. think of the hottest person you know. I've got it. Fantasy, in person, whatever. Yep. Picture them in a bucket hat. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, even Addison's bucket hat, where the brim it's is, like, good. awkwardly <laughs> short, and there's a string, and she's sad.
1: And <laughs> has it been decreased?
2: <laughs> has I'd also like to
1: know what of, profession like, Megan is in that makes her a qualified professional <laughs> to know about bucket hats. I don't hats. know, man. I gotta say, like, I even own a bucket
2: hat. Okay, <laughs> oh, here it is! I have a
0: bucket hat. It comes out. All right?
2: Right? It comes out but i don't wear it yeah in public at my workplace i feel pretty, sure that wear I, it i pretty
0: i feel pretty confident that i've seen jacob in a bucket hat before yeah uh i feel i can't
2: i feel the that he has some ugly before. hats for sure <laughs> oh for sure but i mean he's a bald guy yeah. he wears a lot of hats yeah yeah you know, like there's a sun protection element. There. Sure. <laughs> I, that does not justify Bucket Hat. I just yeah. want the record to show.
0: Right. That's what that sun That doesn't justify
2: Bucket Hat. Yeah. But yeah. I just think that it was a weird detail in this show <laughs> that went unacknowledged.
0: It's really distracting.
1: It's very distracting. distracting.
0: Yeah. So that's our show. So. I think that's it. I think that's okay. the episode.
1: Do wow. we have anything
0: else we need to talk about? Anything else we need to get off our chests?
1: I want to apologize to everyone who listened to this full episode. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I think it actually like, turned
0: out really well. I think we spun shit into gold.
1: Rumples good. Yep.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry I talked too so much about bucket hats in hindsight. <laughs> I'm not. I listen. It was their own fault for costuming Kate Walsh in a bucket hat
2: that yeah i mean that's like putting me in all yellow yeah like you're just not doing her any
0: favors (laughs) (laughs) you know like don't do that don't do that all right um we are wrapping up for this week we'll be back next week with uh season three episode three um but until then you can find us on instagram we are patrice what's her instagram
1: oh fuck i don't remember
2: (laughs) code grace No, that's not
0: First it,
1: Megan. One <laughs> would think, Megan. It's one co- would think. <laughs> Bucket hat. Code you, Grays. Can fi- you can find us on Instagram at Code Gray's Podcast. You can find us on Twitter
0: at Code underscore Gray's underscore. You can also email us. Code Gray's at gmail.com. And uh, you can listen to us wherever you find podcasts. Our host, our wonderful host, is Podbean, but we are available on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, which is exciting, on ACast, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're there, believe it or not, because truly anyone can host a podcast. Anybody. Anybody <laughs> on this earth. Um, mostly white guys, though. Thanks so much for listening.